All right, going to start the show now. Hi, welcome to Wheel Nerds. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. And we're back for another week. Making you crazy talking about motorcycles. And among other stuff. Yeah, among other stuff. Yeah, we get a, we get a lot of feedback about the other stuff we talk about. Really? Yeah. Wow. The, the bounce I, houses, you know. Hey, there's nothing wrong with bounce houses. <laughs> bounce houses are wonderful. They're awesome. They're amazing. I, I think people are uh, are thinking we're, we're liking the bounce houses a little too much. They only say that because they don't have a bounce house right in front of them. <laughs> if they did, they would think, wow, bounce houses are the greatest thing ever. You know, I, th- I think it's they have a secret love of, of the band. I think so. I think they're actually bandies. Yeah. I'm here with the band. <laughs> <laughs> they're secretly roadies or groupies. Groupies, yeah. All of the above. Right. Roadie groupies. Roadie groupies. Roadies? Well, I mean, they're bikers, so they could be kind of grody. Yeah, grody's believable. Sport tours. Mm-hmm. They're kind of grody. What do you want to talk about first this week? Oh, boy. I think we should talk about the deal of the century that you found on oh, our local classifieds. Yes, the deal of the, the century. I got, I've actually found this posted up on the uh, Utah Sport Bike Forum. Deal of, of a lifetime. Deal of a lifetime. Do not pass this up, folks. No, no, no. What so do we got? We have a 2007 Yamaha R1. Let me, let, me, let me share with you the sales copy. Sick. Need someone to take over payments. It's wrong. It's no apostrophe. A 2007 Yamaha R1, 5,000 miles with Power Commander, two brothers, ex assed, a new back tire pilot. They took the ass off of the bike? I don't know. There's no ass on the bike. Focus, focus, the ex assed. Um, With a new back tire pilot, two CT period, two count racing sprockets. Well, of course it has two. If it doesn't have two, it doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) Don't buy a bike with one sprocket. I bought the bike brand new, turned around, and took a loan out on it to purchase all the ups-based grades I owe 13000 or less still paying on it. Or less. He's not sure how much he owes? Well, you know, he's got $13,000 into a three-year-old bike. Now, how much are these bikes brand new? $13,000. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to say um, wow. somebody saw this guy coming. Uh, I have the loan through, as in as in through a ball, Alliance Credit Union there, as in place, not people, willing to work with you to put it in your name and lower the payments if you keep the loan with them. For 13 grand. For 13 grand. On a four-year-old bike. On a four-year-old I'm bike. sure he's never laid it down. No, no. This person, to me, strikes me as a person with a lot of integrity and uh, skills and, you know, really, really Lots knows what he's doing. Probably um, not a single Corona tank top in the closet. I'm betting he's older and keeps it in a garage all the time. Sure, babies it. Not at all in his 20s. I think there's no <laughs> chance this person is in his 20s. Oh. I mean, sure, his name's... Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Billy. <laughs> Billy, I'm going out with Johnny this week. He's got an R1. Well, technically, Sally, the bank has an R1. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with taking a loan out on a motorcycle, but... Two loans? It might be a good idea to find out how much it's worth. Two loans? On the other hand, bravo to the bank seller who got Johnny <laughs> to agree to this loan. <laughs> I hope that person got a raise because they deserve it. They worked for it. <laughs> it probably wasn't very hard. They said something along the lines of, dude, you'll be sick. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And sign right you'll there. You'll be totally rad, bro. Chicks will dig you. Dude. Sick dude. Sick. And you get free Corona tank top. And if you buy... 
And if you buy this exhaust and two-count racing sprockets, <laughs> we'll give you a deal. Two-count two racing. Two-pilot, two-tire. New-back tire, pilot, two-count racing sprocket. I, I don't think punctuation is Johnny's strong point. I don't think English is Johnny's strong point. <laughs> I think Johnny's a Nigerian. You know, it would almost fit, except the whole, like, like take over my payments thing through Alliance Credit Union. Although, you know, have you ever seen an Alliance Credit Union here in town? No. I don't think I have. I, mean, I haven't been looking, but I haven't seen one. I don't So you're going to get in touch with Johnny, and it's going to be like, Hello, good sir. Alliance Credit Union gives good secure for good deal. <laughs> Thank what is best price and happy deal. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a distinct possibility, actually. Johnny's Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nigerian yeah. Johnny. <laughs> We don't buy it, Johnny. We're not fooled for a second. Not, it's it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Johnny. Um, we're we're not going to bother posting this link because you're not going to buy this bike. No, no. But if thanks, you, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. It was um, entertaining. So, did you hear about the thing in France? Or this is from our international news desk. Yes. Do 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 do. do. <laughs> no, tell me about the thing in France. So, uh... They smell? No. They, they're they rude? No. They surrendered to somebody? No, yes. Okay. A bunch of motorcyclists. Awesome. So, uh, I guess in France, I don't know all the little gory details of the law, because I haven't been reading a lot of Paris traffic law, or excuse me, traffic law de Paris. My French is just barely good enough to get beers and find bathrooms and things in Quebec. Cool. That's about it. A. A. I guess they have some sort of laws going on where they're trying to cut down the things motorcyclists can do, like lane splitting and you're riding two to lane, all that kind of stuff. Basically, yeah. all the things that you can do when you're, you know, like three feet wide. Right. So the motorcyclists decide they're going to have a protest about this. So they say, all right, I want everybody to show up. And this is this comes out to 10,000 bikers in Paris. Everyone shows up and everyone drive down the road at rush hour, taking up the full space of one car with your bike. They brought Paris Rush Hour to a standstill. There's a movie. We'll post a link up to this because it is, it is hilarious. But they've got a movie on there. It starts out in a whole bunch of motorcyclists are going by, riding like their one car, honking their horns. This movie is five and a half minutes long. <laughs> Motorcycles as far as the eye can see down this road. And I gather Paris traffic is bad in the first place. Right, right. And it gets funnier because halfway through, one of the uh, genius city fathers says... Well, they can just ride the metro if they don't like it. Yes, they can. Bastards on their bikes. Yeah. So they did. So they parked the bikes and all got on the half train? Of them, half of them parked their bikes and all got on the train at once. <laughs> you can imagine what that did to the metro with 5,000 <laughs> bikers all piling on. Oh, 5,000. So there's, there's, there was a couple trains just going around. around I, don't know, I don't know how it's laid out, but just going around and around and around just full of bikers. Couldn't get on because it was full of bikers. <laughs> They're all smelly, angry. Yeah, it brings French. up. It brings up an interesting point, though, is that you know, the, if you're going to have motorcycles, especially if you're going to have a lot of motorcycles in your city, allowing them to do crap like lane splitting and riding multiple bikes to a lane and basically taking up less space is a good thing. Yeah, but it makes people angry. People get really hostile about it. Yeah, I, I can see that happening because I can see you know your average your average person who's riding to work and I'm riding to work in a minivan. I hate my life. <laughs> I'm in hell. Um, anyway, you, you've seen me drive to work. I take it. Yes, I've seen. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm in my dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> And then some biker goes by you. A, they're on a bike. 
Which is inherently Which looks cool. way more fun. Yep. And B, they're moving, and you're not. You're looking at the tailpipe of the SUV in front of you where the guy is listening to Dora the Explorer for the 14th time, because that's the only <laughs> thing he can play in his car. <laughs> you have seen me drive to work. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, I, can, I can see why people would get heated if they have this, like, I'm entitled to go fast, but, you know, mm-hmm. that guy's riding a motorcycle. Yeah, you know, I, I, I grew up in California, mm-hmm. where it's, we're the only state that kind of legalized that. Yeah. And everyone's like, what makes them so special? Why, why are they more important than me that they get to go? Well, they're three feet wide. So? I pay taxes. You're not three feet taxes. wide. Pay taxes. Three. Pay them. <laughs> clearly, clearly you've been conditioned by California. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I still won't lane split in California. Really? Is that just because you're so yes. used to not doing it? I'm so used to not doing it because of Utah, and I'm actually, frankly, kind of scared of it. Yeah. Because I've been in a lot of cars with people. As the the bikes go by. Yeah. Who are just like raging. R- really raging. Everyone's like, you know, I'm just going to open my door. And my insurance will cover it. It'll hurt him. <laughs> open your door. I'm pretty sure you can make a pretty convincing assault case. <laughs> sure, but I don't want to be the guy making it. <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> the more obnoxious people, and these are probably the guys that actually make it worse for everyone else. Sure. Is they'll be cutting across lanes looking for the, the white Ooh. spots. Yeah, that's that's a little much. Yeah, so you know they're they're cutting people off to get to from one middle section to another, and, and you know people are honking at them, mm-hmm. people are angry. They've got the the backwards ball cap, the Corona tank top. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of my favorite kind of riders, I I saw one today. Oh, goody! Let's hear about it. He was on a, a Yamaha. Okay, and those are the aggressive looking bikes. Was it an R one? It might have been. <laughs> How much do you think he paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. That helmet he had strapped to the back seat looked brand new. <laughs> he probably he probably goes almost all the way home, and at the end of his block, he pulls it on and pulls it in. His mom's like, "Billy, are you wearing your helmet?" And he's like, "Yes, mom. <laughs> I'm wearing helmet just like you said." Billy, the credit union called again about the loan. <laughs> Billy doesn't have a loan. Johnny has the loan. <laughs> You're getting your. You're getting your you're getting right. your suburban right. early twenties male <laughs> douchebags mixed up. Check. Billy's the guy mad at me about taking away the dead Buell. Yes. <laughs> dead Buell make out. <laughs> what? <I don't> <laughs> what do you think of Lane Spilling? Do you do it? Have no. Have you done it? Mm, um, uh, this guy I know, not me, officer. Um, <laughs> So I was I I eighty is what I commute to work through Parley's Canyon, which is a complete cluster. It's yeah. an incredibly steep hill. There's turns, tons and of semis going up. Tons it. of semis going up it at forty, and then people like me going up it. The more. posted limit. <laughs> the posted limit. I, I won't even say the posted limit. People going sixty five miles an hour and eighty are in the middle or right lane, and people are going by them like. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell those of us who have to drive it every single day we go at completely insane speeds on this really pretty scary road. So traffic had stopped because there was some work going on on the road. And people in Utah can't merge or drive or see or hear or use mirrors or turn signals. Anyway. They don't um, know the whole one car after alternating merge. They don't. They don't know the whole I'm in a car thing. <laughs> Cars are brand new people They're in baffled. Utah. <gasps> Oh my god, I'm in a car every three minutes, like a goldfish. Anyway, so traffic is stopped, and I'm like, okay, this is not safe. Because people are coming up on this stopping traffic around a corner and going, oh, on their front wheels at, at 80, 90 miles an hour. Pretty fast. 
So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm stuck here and I've got the hydraulic clutch and so my left hand is turning into a useless claw from trying to ride a hydraulic clutch, which is a really hard pull. So I'm like, all right, I, I, there's a breakdown lane and it's like it's like a quarter mile to the next exit and get on the exit and then go over the mountains on the dirt road. Okay. I mean, hell, we did that the other day. Yeah, we did that the other day. Stopped traffic. We took the, the so breakdown I to the exit. So I swerve over into the breakdown lane and I go up to the exit and some truck tries to cut me off and run me over. I was like, oh. Aren't you something? Fortunately, there was one of those signs coming up that said the exit is coming, and the sign is really tall, and the legs you are about under four it. and a half feet apart, so I went under it. <laughs> Truck can't follow me there, can he? Really? Yeah. Well, it's so it, awesome. truck can't get me. What, what were you on? I was on the strong. Okay. No, I know you were kind of hero. You're over like, boom, <laughs> sign falls over. <laughs> Three wheel right over it. <laughs> Yeah, so you'll smash. So I, I, I guess it's it's one of those like it's not necessarily safe to be weaving through traffic wildly, mm-hmm. but at the same time, me moving is in a lot safer position than me waiting for someone to rear-end me or get crushed, right? Or and, run over. And the, the whole weaving through lanes is, I think, what people in California think of when they think of people lane splitting. Yeah, it seems like it could do a lot for traffic. We talk about it in California as to why we even have the the lane splitting law. Uh-huh. The only thing anyone can th- kind of rationalize it as is well two things either california hasn't gotten around to outlawing it outright mm-hmm. which is a strong possibility because california likes to outlaw things it is one of their favorite games yeah or the other thing is everyone's still kind of stuck on the image of the air-cooled bike that explodes if it's stopped <laughs> could be and they're just yeah. waiting for it to happen the motorcycle is a shark it dies if it doesn't keep going by the way the beal is running that's great yeah it's, i've been commuting on it Going through it in the rain, I, I think I got the whole rain thing sorted out. The spark plugs, good deal. No, no kind of shutter or anything. Cool. I and you've got your cute little atomic yellow fork brace thingies. They won't last. Well, you're on a bike. I didn't see you there. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> you were too busy texting. You were invisible. I was texting, and you know, I mean, it was just totally out of control. There was a little three year old girl bouncing off the wall, screaming, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. dog barking. Yep, and then and then you know I was texting and I was trying to drink my latte at the same time and like like your latte cappa frappuccino frappa caramel mocha goo <laughs> adventure Starbucks adventure Starbucks <laughs> yes I did, I was doing adventure Starbucks that morning well, with I, my cup holder <laughs> I'm getting a cup holder for the Buell I don't care <laughs> you can't use it can I don't you? care. Just going to get it just, just so you got it. it. I'm going to stick a can of Coke in there and just be like flipping you get up some. the whole way. <laughs> I'll get the Camelback pipe and shove it in there. <laughs> I'm sure I won't pass out. No. No, that's not likely to happen. All right. So I guess we should go on to talking about our main topic this week. Oh, actually, I got one more thing to talk about. What's that? Uh, the helmet. The new, oh, yeah, uh, the new XO1000. The, the one that was, air quotes, tight. The, yes. Uh, from I got from MotorcycleGear.com. It's uh, it's on their clearance. It's probably gone by the time you guys hear this. Yep. But uh, I'm liking it. It's breaking in. It's starting to feel comfortable. Cool. Um, uh, and it's really good. Uh, so far, it's the best helmet I've had for uh, road noise. Really? Yeah, it's kind of that stuff out real well. That's cool. You're a nerd, you know that. You should hear the stuff I say in the helmet. Rover Panther, starting the bombing run on the pedestrian target. I do that too. <laughs> Look at that speed. Can we pull out in time? <laughs> 
I wish this was TV because they could see you even do the not quite mashed up mouth motions. <laughs> Chuck is a walking Godzilla movie. <laughs> Later, he's going to walk slowly and awkwardly through the house, knocking things over. My daughter loves it when I do that. <laughs> and plus, you know, you're not nerd enough because that was a Star Wars quote. Crap. <laughs> you have to give me your new nerd card. I'm ripping uh. it up. Oh. I'm changing the name of the show. I don't have a nerd card anymore. It's an e-card. Oh! <laughs> oh, ups the ante. <laughs> Give me your phone. I'm rooting it. <laughs> you know what? And this is how nerdy I'm, I'm getting. You know what I'm visualizing in my head for what I want to do for a setup? I want a throat mic. Yeah. Actually, I was... Lo- okay, I, I got to admit, those look pretty cool. Because I was looking at them and I was thinking, you know, a throat mic might be pretty nice riding the bike. Because it doesn't have to worry about wind noise or anything. Yeah. 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 That would be neat. I, I've, I've been pricing them out. And uh-huh. Are they, the, and they direly expensive? They're about 100 bucks. Oh, that's a fair amount of money. Yeah, it's fair. And, and it, you, they don't have any that will, that will just match right up to my iPhone. Mm-hmm. So what I have to do, and this is like getting to be Goldberg kind of device, <laughs> is uh, I've got to get the throat mic. <laughs> now I've got to get the adapter that I can plug my earbuds into. Then I gotta get a second adapter that'll plug into the iPhone between the the mic and everything, so that I can control the call, take the call and stuff. Or you get a Harley sound system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that thing can just. I, I wonder if it pairs up to a phone. I don't know. I would have to assume. I'm pretty sure I saw a Bluetooth thing on there somewhere. Wow, how cool would that be? That'd be pretty dope. Although I wouldn't want to take phone calls, but I'd want it for my music. I, I have talked on the phone on the bike. I uh, I haven't made a call out, but yeah. you know, with the helmet, you just push a button on the sure and it answers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or actually, no. If you wait long enough, it'll answer. It'll auto answer. Oh, okay. It rings three times and just picks right up. Huh. You hit the button to cancel if you don't want to pick it up. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be just, and that was the hard thing because I had the earbuds in. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like going along, singing. No, no, I don't hear the phone ring. I'm just no, no, no. Also, I hear my <laughs> boss. What are you doing? No, no, no. What what are you saying? <laughs> Truck Productions on fire! <laughs> Stop singing! It's raining men. <laughs> <laughs> Moving <you>? on. Yeah. <laughs> so our main topic for the week, we have one. Yeah. The funny thing about this topic was it wasn't really what we planned, but it came not to even, us. Yeah. Not even close. So we we heard tell that uh, the Honda dealers would be encouraged to let people ride the new Viffer. Yes. That appears new... to be inaccurate. <laughs> well, at least for one particular dealer. One particular dealer. So we went down to Honda World, figuring if Honda's saying something, Honda World would do it. Perry Brothers Honda World. Yes, don't go where there. Where all they deal is Honda. Yeah, don't go there. We did. Yeah, don't go there. So we showed up and we asked the guy, you know, hey, we hear Honda's wanting people to ride the new VFR. Is that true? Can we can we get some rides? Because, you know, it seems cool. Yeah. We hear it's awesome and it'll rip your pants off. He's like, oh, yeah, that's true. But uh, we don't let anyone ride it unless you've got $15,000, <laughs> you know, that I can hold. And I tried not to laugh, but I did anyway. Like, that, that's not going to happen. Right, right. And, and, you know, we walked in. Wearing one-piece suits. Yes, yeah, so we come in in two one-piece carrying helmets, suits, carrying full-face helmets and gloves. Our suits are dirty. Our bikes are right outside. Yeah, and uh, he was he was uh, not having any of it. Now the funny thing though that really bothered me about this guy, 
was he didn't just say no. No. He said, oh, yeah, okay, let me just, uh, and he kind of runs away. Yeah. And then avoids us and doesn't look directly at us at any point. And anyone that talked to us, he called over. He called over and wouldn't talk to us then. Go do this thing. Do thing, anything, not talk to those two guys. Yeah. We asked him, hey, is that Honda CBR250? That looks pretty cool. Can we can we drive one of those? That's a cheap bike. He's like, oh, we actually just sold that one. Yeah, but it's when he said that. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we've been over at that bike, and we've been on it. Bouncing we've, up and down. Bouncing up and down. Playing you know, with the controls. Playing with the weight. F- getting to feel that bike. I got to tell you, if I was the person who just bought that bike, I would have gone absolutely bullshit. I yeah. Completely, 100% bullshit. I mean, normally I expect a dealer to put a sign on a bike they sell. I thought that was the accepted thing. Put a little paper on it says, I'm sold, please don't sit on me. Right. So he was either lying, or they're even worse than we think. Well, it's like when we went to Triumph, right, to do mm-hmm. test rides. Yeah. They wanted to, you know, run our cards to, you know, put a hold. Yeah. So they put I a hold on the card. I'm and they okay with that. Well, it seems reasonable. But the way he's like, hey, you got 15 grand. I mean, I could see putting a, a hold on the car for, like, your the deductible for your insurance, you know. Sure, yeah. But okay. not for the whole price of the bike. No, it's crazy. And the, well, you know, and I think, I think the, what it is is he wasn't actually trying to do that. I think they actually, they won't do test rides there. And clearly these guys were clueless about bikes. So the topic, if oh, you haven't yeah. picked up on it yet, is talking about test rides and being a good dealer. And I guess the key thing I want to throw out right up front, being a good dealer, you don't have to do test rides, but treat people like people. If you don't do them, just say you don't and move on. Yeah. Don't waste my time. Don't waste yours. Don't waste three of your freaking employees' time. Right. Treat me like a person. Because we had guys coming up to us to, to talk to us mm-hmm. and demonstrate that they didn't know what our bikes were. Yeah, that was pretty entertaining so in a motorcycle place yeah so i think this place was a particularly bad example we had a guy came over to us and seemed real nice and you know he's asking what we're riding and i said i was on a strom and he's like what's that i could see him not knowing what the ulysses was sure it's it's fairly fairly obscure but yeah, uh a but the strom when you work in a motorcycle dealership all i could think is maybe he was the snowmobile guy yeah, and I think that may have been the other problem with this place. ATV. Yeah, because they sold ATVs, everything. Generators, Honda. like like lawnmowers, everything but cars. Yeah, yeah, but <clears throat> I think I think the big problem though is that at no point did we really get treated like people. Yeah, it no, was, no one wanted to say no to us. They just wanted to blow us off in different ways. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, these are the new bikes. Maybe the used bikes disappear. It was really lame. All they would have had to say do do is say no, and I've been like I've been bummed, but okay. All right, I, I at least understand that. No, sorry. Okay, thanks, bro. You Walk know, I, I, I kind of don't understand it. Then how do, how do, how do the higher-end dealers like BMW, Ducati, HD... Mm-hmm. I mean, the, that guy threw the keys of a $24,000 motorcycle at us and was like, see ya. Bye. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I mean, we were asking for, you know, okay, the Vifra was fifteen grand, but the CBR 250, it's four. Four. The tops. How, so, how are they doing it? What are, what are, they, what are they doing... That's different. I mean, is it a manufacturer thing? Is it a dealer thing? Now, if we assume that it doesn't just start from the fact that they're just jerks, we got we got to figure at a logical level they have to be doing something for money purposes, right? Because they're a dealer. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason they wouldn't you want to give us a test ride is because fuck you, you're not going to buy anything. Right. That that has to be the logic at the base of it. Which you know I can understand. It's okay. You, you don't want to depreciate your bike. Fine. Yeah, it it makes internal sense, but then like. Not doing test rides at all seems off, too, because these hugely successful big fancy bike dealers do test rides, and people will say, oh, well, you know, it's because they have such higher margins, blah, blah, blah. 
don't tell me there isn't a high margin on a fifteen thousand dollar viffer. Okay. <laughs> why not? Okay, then why not ride a four grand bike? Yeah, there you go. That one flies right out the window. Yeah. So the, I guess the the thing to me that springs to mind. <laughs> What's the advantage of having someone ride the bike? I mean, other than having dorks come into your store and eat your hamburgers and say good things about you on their podcast that, you know... You don't care about. Eight people listen to. <laughs> <laughs> My God, we're going to market through Wheel Nerds, the new marketing channel. We did try to tell them that we were a podcast called Wheel Nerds. We're on a podcast, a what? <laughs> <laughs> Can you, we're going to talk about your bikes to our audience. Can we ride them? No. No, actually, they didn't even say that. If they had just said no, we would have been okay. Yeah, no, no would have been easy. No, no. you wouldn't have heard anything. We'd have been like, oh, we couldn't ride anything. Yeah, nope. Okay, they found us up in the dirt bags nope. we are. Hey, you know what we should do? Let's get those two dirt bags and we'll jerk them around in our showroom for half an hour. <laughs> That'll give them a really positive feel about coming here all the time and telling everybody, don't go to Perry Brothers Honda World. <laughs> do not go. You know, I've been there before. Yeah. Like when I was fir- when I first got my my M on my license, okay, yeah, fresh out of the BRC, freshly minted card. Imagine like snot nosed Chuck. Yes, the- <laughs> I got a motorcycle. <laughs> I went there wanting to buy a motorcycle. Okay, and your dude's like, bro, dude, really? bro, sick dude, <laughs> really, really, bro, really, bro. bro. <laughs> what you need is a CBR six hundred F four I. Because let's face it. If you're going to put a noob on a bike, it's a really good idea to put them on something with about 100 horsepower. Yeah. Because, you know, your average noob is in a good shape with 200 horsepower. He uh, trotted out all the lines you would expect. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I was, look- I was looking at a, a Kawasaki you know, Ninja 250 as-, as a first bike. Sure, great first bike. Oh, Phenomenal first bike. You're, you're going to outgrow that in a month. You're going to hate that bike. That bike can't go on the freeway. It's too slow. You're going to look silly on it. Well, the last one might be true, but you look silly on everything. Shut up. <laughs> Mr. Dead Beaver Stuffing Pants. You look so... Hey, hey, dead hey, sheep. Hey, hey, hey. The dead sheep. The dead sheep that you all gave me a hard time about like for a, years. I love sheepskin uh, seat covers, by the way. You should buy one. The, Everyone listening, buy one. The, the V-Strom looks like a New York taxi cab yes it does and you know what really is funny is i've had that for years and everyone's made fun of me now all of you have one that's the part that i'm like i'm like history will vindicate me (laughs) i'm I'm the sheepskin napoleon (laughs) back to france i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) success (laughs) i'm actually with the sheep marketing council (laughs) have you thought about sheep recently Four to five people surveyed like sheep in New Zealand. <laughs> you and your sheepskin. Yeah, well, but why would why would you like a Ninja 250? Because Ninja 250s don't go really fast. No. Oh, wait, they do. Um, not fast enough. I'll outgrow it in a month. Right, which you totally did not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're able to keep up with your friends on 1,000cc bikes. And yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking these guys are dummies. They're yeah, they left a bad taste in my mouth that first time. Yeah. All right, so we, let's let's step away from bagging on that particular dealer, although they deserve it richly. Perry Brothers, Honda World, don't go there. Salt Lake City, they suck. Anyway, I I want to talk about the whole notion of the demo ride and not demo ride because this fascinates me because I can't I can't work out the math. And I'm, like I said, there's got to be math. Like somebody's got to be sitting in an office putting together numbers and thinking like, okay, if I do this, I will get money. And if I do this, I won't get money. So let's do the thing with money. Mm -hmm. But they're coming up with different answers. 
You know, like the yep. home dealership is coming up with a completely different answer. So what's the radically different answer? Radically different because answer. Because we know BMW and Harley dealers have fleets they have, of demo bikes. That's true. They have fleets. They have fleets of demo bikes. They don't even sell the bikes that they're having you demo. They're just like, go. What's that one for? It's for people to ride to see how rad it is. Get on and then go. Go. Have fun. I mean, is it like maybe... I mean, I know this This isn't a money angle, but is it just they're that confident that, you know, you're going to get on that bike and not want to give it back? Hmm. And you get on a Honda, it's like, well, it's just like that one. Could be. Yeah. And, you know, with a lot of the Japanese dealers, you know, it's it's more than one mark under one under one roof, right? That's you true, your actually. Yamaha, you your Honda. Yeah, That's yeah. why I suggested we go to Honda World in the first place. Is sure. Because thinking... It's Honda, maybe, you know. Maybe they're going to convince you Honda's great and we'll show you why. But no. No. So, huh. So, okay, so there, there's the benefit. I guess I guess the, the notion would be if they get you to ride it, you're more likely to buy one. And I will say of the Harleys, that was true. My, <laughs> likelihood, my likelihood of buying one has gone up sharply. They can't have it back. <laughs> and, I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about riding the Beamers for the same reason. I'm going to ride one that's going to be real expensive. And I, we, we got to sit on the new oh, one. We got to sit on the, the, the 1600 GTL, and I, I sat down on that thing, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I need to get off this bike right now. <laughs> the bars are in the right place. I like the, how I'm kind of sitting in the bike. Let's just, well, yeah, work. There were so many buttons and Ooh, knobs. Widgets. And, and actually, the thing I liked was the widgets were out of the way. Yeah. They, nothing, they weren't all, like, right in your face. They were all kind of nicely arranged. Mm-hmm. I still want to know what the button called menu does. I'm assuming it brings up the menu. It serves food. Steak. <laughs> <laughs> or salad. There's room service. <laughs> Lobster thermidor, a crevette with a Mornay sauce, served in the Provencal manner with shallots and aubergines, garnished with a truffle pate, brandy, and a fried egg on top, and spam. I got the spam. <laughs> Was the rest of that even real words? It's food fancy people eat. Okay. Not in the South. Okay. You just have to take my word for it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so the... Can I get a hamburger now? Only if you can find the menu button. <laughs> <laughs> or like this black BMW helicopter comes overhead. Jordan the schnitzel, yeah? He's good, thank you. I could see them doing it. Yeah, yeah, I could believe it. It's not that far off. Yeah. So there's the benefit of maybe you'll get people to buy more, but I guess I, I wonder what's the what's the conversion rate on a test ride? Does it make that sharp an increase to allow someone to ride one? And I'm thinking somebody somewhere must be figuring it does. Yeah, because, you know, for me, I, I can't see me buying a bike that I haven't ridden, especially yeah. a, from a, a dealer. You know the only the, the bike I could see not test riding? Mm-hmm. It's the one Eric Beal makes. Yeah. And the reason I bring this up is, is not just because of my well-documented man crush on Eric Beal. Uh, please, oh. please, come, please come on the show. <laughs> please. I, that would be cool, but, but that we're going to have to like put glass between you <laughs> and him. The glass is going to be all covered with nose prints and lick marks and, and fingerprints. You know, I'll just be slammed up against the glass, uh. lifting my shirt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just like uh. a prison movie. Oh, uh, we just lost more listeners. <laughs> No, the reason I brought it up is uh, there was a Craftsman show video that Eric was on. Sure. And he was talking about trying to set up a dealer network. Right, right. And he's got someone working on it. Mm-hmm. And this guy on the on the forum was like, hey, what if Eric just sold you a crate? Hmm. And they shipped the bike to you with the instructions to put the bike to get, you know, do the assembly that the dealer would do. Mm-hmm. And, That's... you know, they've got your phone, your internet, your part support mm-hmm. all right there. 
I don't know. That could work, assuming you you know knew your ass from a hole in the ground and the wrenching was concerned. Right, right. It would you know it would definitely kind of tighten the market that the bills are sure uh, appealing to. But on the other hand, I mean, what if his dealer network was just people who were paid to set it up? Yeah. I mean, that could work too. You know, so you rights is the motorcycle shop here in town. We like a lot. Yep. Rights go. Yeah. Rights go to rights with a W. What if you just had to deal with them? Yeah, well, if you just ship the bike. Yeah, every time a bike, every time a Buell comes to you, you put it together and I'll pay you a couple grand. Yeah. Whatever. But, you know, that could work. It's an interesting notion. I can see problems with it because warranty stuff would get dodgy very fast. Yeah. The the guy's suggestion on the forum was, because they started kicking the idea around on the forum. Sure. How would it work? Could it work? Buell guys. Like, we want to ride Buells. (laughs) Except for the people who are, are angry about writing Buell and just want to talk about being angry about writing Buell. Why are you doing that? Stop that. One of the Buell forum guys. <laughs> I hope Eric Buell comes to you. <laughs> You're freaking me out. I have a post here in my room of Eric Buell. I've got a, a hoodie coming. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so proceed. Buell sends it to your house. So, give me, the, give me, give me, your, give me your, uh, your business plan. So the idea was uh, and it, it would still kind of depend on you either being mechanically inclined or having a mechanic. Sure. Just throwing this out there. Say you burn out your clutch somehow on a mm-hmm. backpacking trail right. somewhere. Okay. Completely not your fault. Right. So let's say something totally hypothetical like that. After yeah. you call Todd, what do you do? <laughs> you would send a part to Buell. Okay. And they analyze the part, mm-hmm. look at it, and they decide, yeah, this was actually you know a warranty issue. We send a new part back. Or it's not a warranty issue, we can send you a new part back, mm-hmm. but you need to pay X dollars because you're not supposed to go up a backpacking trail with a 500-pound bike. Sure, and the clutch may not be a great example because a clutch is never a warranty issue. Right, yeah, okay. You, can't warrant, warrant, you don't but, you warranty know. clutches. But yeah. Yeah, you know, it's some part, you, they, you ship it to them. If it's valid warranty issue, they cover shipping, ship you a new part back. Let me give you a counterexample, the real-world thing that works for it. Ural. You know where the nearest Ural dealer to us is? Missoula? No. No, there's just a dude who owned one there that I bought it from. Okay, no, where? I don't know, but it's really freaking far. Okay. So it's either on the West Coast or, like, back in the Midwest somewhere. So what do you do? Well, you call Ural, or you call one of the Ural dealers. So Ural Northwest does this all the time. They're, um, they get the Ural, and you can buy from them, and they will ship it to your door. They or ship the bike to your door? Ship the bike to your door. Just assemble? Uh, I think you have to do little stuff. But, okay. You know, like, on a, like on a tank trailer? Tank I think so, tank yeah. Trailer? Okay. But it just comes to you. Here's your bike. Thanks for buying it. Cool. Yeah, so I, I guess the key thing... What do you do if you got warranty issues? Well, that's the cool thing about Ural. If you've got warranty issues... You hit it with a rock. <laughs> hit it with a rock. Um, and then everything is good. Take Drink big vodka. Vodka. If problem is make clanky noises, keep riding. No problem. If problem is make loud clanky noises, drink vodka until problem not problem anymore. Sky under wheels. Ural is upside down. Flip Ural over, drink vodka, keep riding. Big rock. <laughs> big rock. <laughs> Focus on the f- truth. What would Ivan do? <laughs> so, but the key thing about it is you will, you take a picture and tell your old what's up and they'll choose to warranty or not. Most of the time they do because this is one of the things they trade on is your old is amazing at warranty. If you take it into your old dealer, they'll, you'll be ready in a day. I think it's reached a point, the modern world has reached a point where it's quite possible to run a successful motorcycle selling thing without having a dealer everywhere. I mean, good frickin' luck finding your old dealer near Utah, because there just aren't any. It's a bajillion miles to one. But... Good luck finding a Buell dealer. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess maybe Eric Eric could look at that kind of uh, setup. Cause it's, wow, that would be 
I'm I'm getting That'd be sweet. I'm getting kind of a chubby thinking about it. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want a new adventure, Ulysses two. Mm, I could have one of those would be a nice addition to my modern lifestyle. <laughs> but so I, I think it's possible to do it. I, I think there'd be a lot of logistics that would be tricky to figure out, but I don't think it's unsurmountable. Yeah, if Euro can do something like that. And this is with Urals, and you know, if you're going to have something with, you know, there was a there was a huge warranty with the last run of Urals. Um, six Square. bikes were affected. Um, <laughs> Square tires. <laughs> no, that, that's come standard. No, six 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 of the gear ups had uh, bad rocker arms, um, which is which is like a quarter of the U.S. fleet of gear ups that year. <laughs> um, well, you know, but think think about the percentage fleet. of problems. So, but Ural made good on it. They're like, oh shit. We will send you the arms, anything they destroyed. We'll get you set up. Do you need to go to a sales place? Do you need just parts? Do you need, you know, whatever? So they hired someone to talk for them. <laughs> well, they have they have uh, they have uh, guys here in uh, Ural, Ural, North America, who can translate. Who are up in Washington? Who can do that? Translate cranky Russian to English. Sort of. The manuals suggest that the translation is not one to one. Wow, that would be oh man! If, if Beale did something like that, could they though? I mean, could, okay, Euro bikes are pretty simple mechanically. That's true. They are they are bog standard, stupid simple. So, uh, do you see the complexity in a, in a? I don't want to use the word, but I will. Modern bike, yep, <laughs> be more of an issue. Interesting. I don't know. Because I guess one of the, some of the things that occur to me are like troubleshooting a fuel injection system versus troubleshooting carburetors. Billion times easier to troubleshoot a fuel injection system. What number does it show? Four. That's your problem. Mm. It's got a four error. Replace the thing. Because th- that's the thing about fuel injection systems is everything's digital, which means everything is either working or not. And you basically, if the sensor goes, you put new sensor in and you're good. Okay, so you've got that kind of dealer then. Mm-hmm. That gets us back to the first issue is... I want to ride it first. That's a problem. Very tricky. Um, I mean, like Triumph Mm -hmm. and BMW, I think think even Honda does this. Mm -hmm. They've got the demo fleets that go around. Sure, the traveling demo fleet. Yeah. Makes sense. Which, you know, I guess is a way to go. Well, you could do, well, it lets you save money. You've got one demo fleet that travels everywhere. Each of your dealers doesn't have to have and maintain a demo fleet. Right, right. I tried to find a Honda demo fleet. I mean, how Maybe you could find them based on the band they travel with. <laughs> <laughs> now touring with the Dorks. <laughs> the 2011 VFR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess uh, the dealer is a problem and not being able to ride it's a problem. And Ural gets around that to a certain degree by... The notion of basically, if you want one, you really know you want, want it. One, yeah. And maybe maybe Buell can run on that. I mean, Ural sells tens of bikes a year. Yeah. And yet, there's you know they're in business. Well, they're saying selling tens of bikes here. Yeah. But I mean, they're a worldwide mark, right? That's true, but the U.S. is a non-trivial percentage of their market nowadays. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they did break a hundred last year, but. You know, I mean, we're talking about not that many bikes. I mean, right. seeing another Ural person is notable. Right. On the other hand, they seem to be doing okay. Yeah. And Buell's is 
pretty standout enough from the motorcycle crowd mm-hmm. with his design and his engineering that sure. he could probably do something like that. I think he could pull it off. Certainly he could do something like that to maybe kickstart himself and get him to where he could have a dealer network. Because the other thing Ural has going for it is they have a small dealer network. Um, but like every every Ural owner knows who the really good Ural dealers are. Holopod Gene, um, the dude uh, in VT Cycles um, on the West Coast. There's Ural Northwest and TriQuest. They know who the good Ural dealer is, and they know who to front for the Russian mafia is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there, there, and there's probably others I don't know necessarily. But those are those are the ones that I hear consistently as being really amazing Ural dealers, and mm. you know, they do a tiny business as a result. Mm-hmm. Most of them, I should say, do other stuff too. Sure, but I think I think it's possible to have a really small dealer network and be okay. I don't. I, don't, I think in this day and age, with shipping and everything else being what it is, I don't think it's unreasonable to have a not a dealer in every three blocks like Honda. So would you buy one over the internet? <sighs> I I think I still you know as I'm thinking about it, I think I'd still want to see one in person. Yeah, I definitely would want to go somewhere and see it in person. So I guess the the flip side of that though is the Ural effect. Hmm. Is you know you where, we're, s- where we're going next year. Where is it? We're going to uh, the International Motorcycle Show. Ooh. We What's have that? to. Totally. They they tour. I'll have to look up the schedule, but they hit multiple places. It's cool. kind of like the uh, the National Car Show, the one that mm-hmm. comes here. Yeah. Except they don't come here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we would have to take a trip. Okay. We'll take in a trip. I think it would be great for the show. I think so. Yeah. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> can we ride your bike no go away are you the wheel nerds yes get out of my booth <laughs> eric bill will have security standing by uh i'm sorry chuck uh we have a we have a, a picture of me posted on the wall <laughs> don't let him be close to eric <laughs> why why is there a tongue mark on the bike <laughs> I think I think that I think the time has come. I think the time has come for a non brick and mortar. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, no. I uh, I agree. As long as we can record you getting tased. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Eric. <laughs> One more night. <laughs> oh god, we totally have to sign sign the CDs. <laughs> Anyway, I think uh, the time has come for a non-brick-and-mortar uh, motorcycle dealer. Yes. And there's always going to be the stuff that's hard about it. I mean, that's, that's the problem. I sell tents on the Internet. And, you know what, there's stuff that's hard about that. You know, tents and shoes and skis and things. There are some people who need to try something on. There's some people who know what they want. Yep. And if you're online, the people who know what they want, you can get them what they need quick and fairly easy. Yeah, because it looks like the people that go to your site, they're all gearheads. They're really into it. Yeah, quite a quite a lot of them are. So um, they they know what they want. Yeah, yeah. Or at least they know this. This they they can narrow it down to. Yeah, and, that, and that's a strength of the internet. If you know what you want, getting it fast and easy and dirty is easy on the internet. I guess the problem comes in is is are the people the people who are window shopping they're not sure what they want. But I guess that brings up the question: If you don't know what you want, are you looking at mules? Yeah, or euros. Or euros. I mean, how who, do they handle the? Like if you need financing and stuff, do they, you find is that a bank. done all over the phone or? Oh, you you kind of set up your own financing ahead of time. Yeah, and send them yeah. a big check. Yeah, they're not big enough to have the the, the Urbit Motorworks financing. <laughs> the Harley Davidson financial arm. Yeah, well, when you're big enough, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, 
until you give out tons of cheap loans that you can't collect on. <laughs> yes, well, you want people to pay back loans. That's the <laughs> secret of loans. That's why it's called a loan as opposed to a gift. <laughs> I wonder if Johnny's paying back his loan. <laughs> well, he sure wants somebody else to. <laughs> this is interesting. Sick. I like I like this idea a lot. I think it's I think it's internet motorcycle dealer time. Oh man. I think the time has come. Buy your specialized motorcycle online. Because if you know what you want, you know what you want. Yeah. You know, I want a new Ulysses. Oh, hell. Gimme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like you're going into Bob, Crazy Bob's, Honda, Suzuki, Yamaha. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm looking, you know, and, and there's a comparison shopping, I guess, that goes on. But unless it's Crazy Bob's, all the marks, you can't really do the comparison right on the spot anyway. You have to try one yeah. and try another. Yeah. I don't know. I'd... Crazy Bob doesn't want to give you a test ride anyways. Yeah, Crazy Bob will let you test ride. <laughs> you can't test ride my bikes. <laughs> I'm Crazy Bob. <laughs> there is a place on the west side that rents Goldlings, by the way. Oh? Yes. Is this an idea? Yes. I think so. <laughs> Almost certainly. Okay. <laughs> anyway. but uh, I'm always I... up for renting a bike. Eric Buell, if you're listening, take out a restraining order against Chuck. Um <laughs> Also, if you're listening, I think it's time for a, a buy it online motorcycle. Yeah. Well, you know, the bike he's he's trying to sell now or the first one that's going to be the street bike that he's, he was talking 40 grand for. Yeah, which is a bit steep. But I guess that brings up the question again of if you want the new Buell sport bike, there's no question in your mind. You, you, don't, you don't go like, well, maybe I want the Eric Buell $40,000 bike or maybe I want a CBXZFZXXHRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRRR
We really wanted to ride that VFR. We wanted to ride that VFR real bad. If you're a Honda dealer in the Salt Lake area and have a VFR, you would be willing to let the wheel nerds ride so we can talk about it, how cool you are on our show. And all nine of our listeners will hear you. I think we're in the 20s now. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, I'm quitting my job. (laughs) (laughs) Hell with you, boss. I got 20 listeners on a podcast. If they each pay me a penny, I'll be able to buy coffee in a week. Or month. <laughs> Not from Starbucks. Well, no. I mean, come on. That'd be like buying an Eric Buell racing bike. <laughs> I can't afford that kind of crap. Where's my... I've got an Eric Buell motorcycle. That means he loves me. <laughs> oh, man. It's getting creepy in here. Bike was made for me. Fair enough. Handcrafted mm-hmm. by his loving hand. It's really, really, really creepy in here. Like, I'm seriously creeped out. I, I, I'm fear. So no, no test ride this week. Could again. you put this Eric mask on? No. <laughs> I want to go. Home. Just, just, just put it on. It puts the mask on. It does this whenever it's told. It talks about mass centralization. Tell me how you put the gas in the frame. <laughs> And you know, if you watch this video, the Craftsman Garage video, yeah, I'm not alone. Really? There's guys like that. He's there and he's like, blah, 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 mass centralization. And there's some guy in the audience who holds up his hand. Yes, sir, question. And the guy's like, that's good. But now say it <laughs> slow and sexy. Yeah. There were guys like that. Oh, yeah, that's hot. They did a question and answer segment with the audience at the end. No oh, man. And every dude that went up there, the first thing he said was like some variation of I love you. You <laughs> are amazing and and I wish this plexiglass wasn't here between us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some variation of that. Every dude. Well, you know, I, I'll give I'll give it to him. His bikes are cool. His bikes I, are cool. I don't want to dry hump him. You know, it's not just that his bikes are cool. But when you you see the man talk, when you're seeing him talk about his bikes, he he's into those bikes. Yeah, he's invested personally. Hmm. You can believe it from him. Hmm. He might just be a really good salesman. Could be. But on the other hand, did you see the video he made when they shut down Buell? Yeah, I did. Where he was he was explaining what was going on, and he was very he was clearly you know, keeping his shit together, right? Just barely. barely. And it kind of made me think of. Like a hostage video. You can almost see the Harley Davidson suits <laughs> off camera. Guys on either side standing there in leather vests. Yep. Don't you cry. <laughs> Don't mess this up. <laughs> Say the right. Follow the script. Blah, blah. Harley thing. Blah, yeah. blah. Not so bad. Yeah. Blah, blah. Contractually obligated not to say mean things, even though I'm thinking them. <laughs> It's kind of cool, actually. That, that, that I guess it's it's probably just that he, he you feel like he gives a shit about the bikes. He does. Yeah, you do feel that. Hmm. You feel that a lot, and you're just like, yeah. As as weird or wonky as the bikes may you, be, you know, in it's some weird. Be, you know, it's it's weird too, though, because I'm thinking of like Harley and BMW. So Honda are the guys like, oh, Hondas are really great, and we feel strongly about them. No, they're like round eyes by buckhorn. Um, they're almost like a vending machine. You can just picture a giant machine punching the bike out when you put your your fifteen grand in, and the viffer just rolls right out. Thunk, 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 clank. There's no test ride. There's no playing with it. Just put your quarter in, damn it, and push the button. Your bike. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, the BMW guys. BMW and Harley guys are really excited about the bikes. They have this investment in their bikes. They're like, we think our bikes are awesome, and we are excited, and we want you to be excited, too. Every time we rolled up to the BMW dealer, they've had something going on. Yeah. And not always with the band. No, not always with the band. Usually, like, there's, there's been the riding groups. Every time we rolled up, there's groups coming through all the time. Yeah. They're, like, organizing a ride. They're, hey, you guys want to go to... Deb dinner and where the hell they're going? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the thing that separates them and the thing that is one of the things that's helping push them to do test rides, to do demos, to get excited and to talk nice to people who walk into their shop is they're genuinely excited about what they're doing. I could see being excited about a BMW versus a Suzuki. Or a... Well, that's the weird thing is I could see being really excited about a Suzuki, but nobody ever seems to be. Yeah. You know, like the, the I'm, I'm thinking now of the mood of the people in the shop. I think if you go into a, a Suzuki shop, are the guys like, dude, this thing is awesome. So cool. No. You know? It's, no, they're like, hi, what do you can buy? I help you? What do you yeah. want to buy? Yeah. Vinny, put your quarters in here. Clank. <laughs> you know, I would almost use the vending machine if they had one. Yeah. That would be kind of cool just to do it once. <laughs> what are you vending, moped? <laughs> MP3s. Okay. Can I push the giant plastic button that pushes? Dude. <laughs> like the whole vending machine is enormous. <laughs> you use it as a ladder. <laughs> Push the gold wing button. Do it. You, you give them a fifteen thousand dollar check. They give you a giant quarter. <laughs> okay, that would actually be a value add. <laughs> thunk, 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 thunk. And it lands Wait. right in the bounce house at the bottom. Of and the there's machine. some dude. And there's some dude outside shaking the machine. Damn it! It's got give, it give me my give me my VTX, you son of a. <laughs> Machine. You see the machine hanging off the wire rack five <laughs> stories up. By one wheel. <laughs> They're banging on it. Son of a... Everyone kick it at the same time. <laughs> Dealers, you're not a vending machine. Stop acting like one. <laughs> Unless you have a giant vending machine, in which case that's awesome. We'll be there. We'll be there soon. <laughs> we, yeah, we want people, not vending machines. Yeah, totally. I want a person, not a Coke machine. Mm-hmm. Unless I want a Coke. Well, then it's more fun sometimes to shake the shit out of the people when they don't give you what you want. <laughs> the thought crossed my mind more than once. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the guys at BMW... Well, you know, we need to go down to Ducati and see how they are. They they seem to be kind of selling the same... That's an interesting point. Yeah, we should see. Let, let's go and we'll test the vending machine theory at the Ducati place. Yeah, Is Ducati a vending machine? Hey, let's talk oh. about the slow road. Oh, yes. The slow road to Durango. Coming not far away couple weeks what are you doing to prepare anything mm, i um shotgunned a beer and uh <laughs> crushed it against your crushed forehead. It against my forehead and <laughs> threw it over your shoulder threw it over my shoulder <laughs> yeah that's I'm, how you prepare for pretty much everything well at this point the, i guess what it is is my my traveling gear and my camping shit is so well sorted that i i basically shovel it from its respective shelves into whatever i'm taking and since i'm taking the ural i literally shovel it in <laughs> Oh, I better be careful about how I pet. Wait. <laughs> Done. What are you taking? Do we need this? I don't know. Throw it in. What the hell? <laughs> we got room. <laughs> it doesn't. And there's the best part. With a sidecar, it runs. It rides better with more crap in it. Sure. So I, I can't lose. Well, for me, the the trip, the long trip is still an excuse to buy stuff. Oh yeah, I don't don't think for an instant that's not part of the game. I, I've uh, got a I've got a new pole to put the tarp up, so we'll have a nice little kitchen area. Oh okay, yeah. I've got the the, the shock socks. 
<laughs> so we don't have a burning buell. Right. I put a seat cover of sorts to make a variety. seat cover of sorts. A per- seat cover of sorts. Perhaps of the sheep variety. I don't know what you're talking about. It's black. Uh huh. It's black. Uh-huh. There's no black sheep. <laughs> it's black, and it's it's cut to fit. It's a sheep. It has straps. It's a, and it's a sheep. Doesn't look like a sheep. And it's a sheep. Doesn't look like one. And it's a sheep. You can't prove it. It's a sheep. No, no pictures. No one saw it. <laughs> look for pictures of Chuck Sheep <laughs> on WheelNerds.com. <laughs> no sheep. I, I'm still got like one more big purchase in me, but I'm, I'm not sure what it, it'll be. I think you should buy a front fairing for your Earl. What? And I'll hold it for you until you get one. What? You should buy the, the front fairing windshield thing for a year, and, and I'll, I'll just hold on to it for you while you get one. You want a black one. <laughs> It'll be great. You'll love it. You'll be so happy with it. It'll be the best thing you've ever bought. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's immensely satisfying. Really? Yes. I'm, I'm not entirely sold. <laughs> well, you'll just have to go look at it online. I'll, I'll send you all the information. In fact, you know what? Just send me your credit card number, and I'll make sure it takes <laughs> taken care of for you. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're an awfully good friend. Yep, I'm good like that. Wow. I'm all heart. I, I don't think this is a trap at all. No, no, certainly not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did we have any Q&A this week? Uh, we didn't s- put any in. <laughs> not, we don't, re- you know, actually, I did this on purpose. We don't really have a Q&A. Um, we had a suggestion on the Beginner Biker Forum to talk about new riders. Mm, okay. And that reminded me, Motorcycle.com is starting a new article series, which will be old by the time you hear this, about uh, one of their staffers who isn't a rider mm-hmm. getting into riding. So he's, Interesting. he's his first article is basically him approaching, you know, he's taking his lunar learner's permit test. Gotcha. Lunar. Ralph, lunar. Ralph the intern or whatever. Yeah, he, he took his lunar permit L- test. L- lunar. Lunar. Learned. We'll wait. Learner. <coughs> Learner permit test. And he's talking about, you know, getting into uh, into riding and finding, you know, because he works at a motorcycle magazine. <laughs> sure, yeah, you'd, you'd think he would, you know, it would occur to him at some point to do so. That's kind of cool. So he'll be writing articles as he goes about the getting bikes yeah. and gearing up and so, all that nonsense. Here's my listener question. Why did you start writing, Todd? Because it's cool. <laughs> No, really, because it, cause it's cool. Because I, I thought it was cool for a long time. Okay. Um, what, what was the uh, the spark, the impetus? The because um, you waited fairly late. I waited until yeah, I was around twenty five, and I was on my own insurance and all that stuff. Because my parents were adamant. Okay, so you were just kind of had it in the back of your it was, head. It's always been kind of in the back of my head, but I never really figured I could afford such a thing like an expensive toy like that. And that's when I discovered you can get a crap can motorcycle for $600. <laughs> and everything turned around. <laughs> also, I was driving a Subaru at the time, which was on its last legs. And okay. I was figuring it'd be nice to have another vehicle to sort of back it up. So I bought a Suzuki that was on its last legs. Buck so horns. snagged it, and it was great. I was like, man, I love riding. And after well, many push starts, I decided I hate this bike. <laughs> <laughs> So you know. Yeah. So how about you? What what was your what what made you want to ride? I went through my whole twenties mm-hmm. making all the jokes. Motorcycles sure. are you know one stop away from the ER organ donor yeah. donor cycle. You're gonna die in Bearsley Chief. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'd only been on a motorcycle twice in my life mm-hmm. up before. And yeah. The first time I was like five years old. Yeah. In the dirt field, hmm. and I fell right over. Yeah. And okay. my dad pointed and laughed. <laughs> All right, so and I, start. I think that was his secret plan to keep me from motorcycles. Makes sense. 
And then second time, I was like in college, mm-hmm. and my friend had a sport bike, and he's like, "Get on back." Okay. And I, I yeah. Two I, dudes on a motorcycle. Two dudes on a motorcycle, on a sport bike, going down the freeway really fast. That's... And he gave me an open face helmet that his girlfriend used. Oh my goodness! And. Uh, you know, besides losing all of my masculinity, I lost my contact lens. <laughs> oh, good! <laughs> the wind just ripped it right out. So, so now, now the question I got to ask it again with a slightly different emphasis: Why the hell <laughs> did you start motorcycling after that? Well, because it was cool. You know, I, I just I, I liked it. it. You know what? A big part of it was I got out of California, and traffic was different here in Utah. Mm, not quite as we, crazy. I essentially just started talking about riding one day at work. And there was a group of us non-riders, mm-hmm. like, oh, swell, oh, gee, we ought to ride someday. That would be someday. That would be cool. You know, one day we were just like, hey, here's the class. And immediately the group went from being a group to me and another dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean someone looked at a motorcycle and we're like, oh, man, I'm really getting a motorcycle, but lame excuse. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was it was really the class that did it for me because I failed the class. Yeah, yeah. I failed the first time, did it again. Girls watching. <laughs> oh my god, those guys are totally riding motorcycles. I bet that guy is cool on the one bike. Hey, why is he falling over? <laughs> so apparently my only weakness is a group of women watching me. Well, you should be safe now. <laughs> <laughs> Chicks dig me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's very popular with three-year-old girls in this house. I'm still cool. <laughs> Wait, didn't your daughter say I was cool? Shut up. (laughs) You know, my brother is actually talking about riding. So is he going to ride a motorcycle or a scooter? Well, he asked me. He's like, will you totally be, like, embarrassed by me if I ride a scooter? I'm like, no, sounds cool. Have you seen the scooter I want to get? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen my scooter I want? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm like, no, it sounds fun. Get this MP3. Let me ride it. But yeah, so he, he's, he's talking about scooters. He's like, you know, his friend got into it and he said his friend told him, oh, well, you know, you could just get your scooter and just kind of, you know, like ride and, you know, you don't really have to get your M and, you know, it's not a big deal, you know, and, and all the gear and stuff. And Tover looks at him for a minute. He's like, you, you don't understand my brother. <laughs> that will never fly. You know, that attitude is really common with the scooter crowd. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it'll hurt less at 35 miles an hour on a scooter when you smash your face into pavement. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, and it's like the road cycling, you know, you're going down a hill at 35 miles an hour, but you're safer in, in a spandex and a, well, it'll hurt less when you bucket. smash your face on the pavement <laughs> or a ditch or a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> and that was at two miles an hour. <laughs> that won't hurt at all. Nope. Here, hold my beer. John, by the way, right now is riding back across the country because he is incredibly hardcore. I have to give him hardcore on this one. Facial reconstructive surgery, the following week, he's riding across the country. On a KLR. On a KLR. Okay, yeah, this is hardcore. That's pretty hardcore. That is hardcore. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna ask him all about it. I hope he's enjoying it. I hope so, too. I hope we'll we, hear all about it. We will hear all about it. Look for the interview on Real Nerds. Facial reconstructive surgery followed by a ride across the country. <laughs> across the continental divide. I challenge anyone. To have an interview like that. So, yeah, your brother's going to ride. So we'll have to go look at some scooters. So I'll get to look at a whole bunch of scooters, which will be fun, too. Is he taking the class? Yeah, he's going to take the class. So not signed up yet, though? No, not signed up yet. So we'll see Are you going to be his coach? I can't be his coach. (laughs) Because that would be... That's a no-no. That would be funny. (laughs) That would be hilarious. No, it wouldn't.
You're failing. You're Everything stuck. you do is wrong. <laughs> well, the baby gets, and he's the youngest too, so he's used to. <laughs> the baby gets away with bad breaking. <laughs> no, no one gets away with bad breaking. My glasses. No one gets away with anything. No one gets away with anything in my glasses. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't my coach. I'm really mean. <laughs> Glad you weren't my rider coach. You just failed. Get out. So Walk we'll, in shame. So we'll be look, looking for him. We're looking to uh, hear about some scooters, and I guess when I go with him, I'll have to ride some scooters to see how they are. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Could you have your brother come back, please? <laughs> Tell him to get off of our scooter. <laughs> Tell him to get off of that scooter. Tell him burnouts are not part of a normal <laughs> test ride. Tell him, what is he doing now? What? What? Stop. Sir. Sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> This is why Perry Brothers wouldn't let us ride their bikes. Oh, it's not that they're douchebags. It's that they listen to the show. <laughs> no, I'm still going with douchebag. douchebags. Douchebags. Yep. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for us this week. That about covers it for this week. So until next week on Wheel Nerds, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.